How was that? That's was a a, it that, wasn't your best. God damn it. That was better. Yeah. That's the kicker for the end of the episode. Burp. That was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even the opener before I played the intro music. Yeah. I'll just cut that in. All the different people. I like sticky everywhere. We are hottest one hundreds and thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest One Hundred. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hello, hello, Mr. Adam Buncher. Hi, and Mr. Andrew McDonald. Third, as always. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean always? Last. You're not always third. Yeah, I, I mean, as I always. I actually pride myself on switching it up. Yeah, actually. I oh, noticed that, DJY. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. man. I, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you. You know what? Next, you know what? Next week, you're going to be first, thank Andrew. You. I'll wait and see. <laughs> he hasn't earned that. We'll wait till next week and find out. It's all about the luck of the draw, people, which is very reflective in the next five songs that we're going to be talking about. Uh, again, searing highs, crushing lows. That's that's what we're about crushing. here. <laughs> all right, let's party. At number 85, this is G-Love and Special Souse with blues music. Blues music. Blues music. Blues music. <laughs> <laughs> My band, we all must agree We like to get groovy with the sounds of the old time We like to jam cause man sound from the band Stand here from the cosmic hang from the old ones The tones, the gears, the props and the ride Very much simple till the outside Way back, way back From where I was really started, I'm a child of the 80s So where I departed, since then I started a collection of the people who started it all I reckon, therefore I got some in my side like mine Blues music Blues music That was G-Love and Special Source at number 85 in the 1994 Hottest 100 With Blues Music It's pronounced Sauce I think the uh, the most descriptive way you can describe this song as is being number eighty five from nine ninety four horizontal. It's very reflective, it was, isn't it? It was written specifically for that purpose, I think. Yeah. So. Like, hey guys, did you know there's a countdown that includes number eighty five? <laughs> I have just the song. It's nine ninety four songs. I think <laughs> I think I have a banger. But born and special, to special source are just like GG love. Maybe with our next single we could get to number eighty four. No, 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 no. As obviously painfully un cool as this song is in every way yeah. but I think there's something about it that I think really really works it reminded me of uh, I guess Sublime uh, oh that's yeah that's a fan fiction yeah book. yeah yeah um, and in certain parts I guess just with acoustic guitar and beats of uh, Beck's Loser oh not, yeah yeah not a comparison well we're in a pre world yeah, essentially exactly yeah. yeah yeah this is pretty at this big. point yeah, yeah. Oh, dark times yeah. 
I actually think it's a very good song. I, I think it really what? works. I got into, I got, I buy into the groove. I think it's chilled and relaxed and reminds me enough of Sublime. And I, it's like, it's stonery enough to get a contact high from. I think it works. I've got to be honest, I did not see that coming yeah. at all. Yeah, I know yeah. this is a controversial opinion. I knew this going it's in. It's not controversial. Think- it's just a blindsider. It's just like, oh shit. Yeah, there's something about that. I just think it's it's relaxed and chilled enough that if it came on and I was outside and it was a sunny I'm day. I'm just trying to imagine you at a, on it. a deck chair at Blues Fest, you yeah. know, just waiting for Michael Franti to turn up. It doesn't up. make sense, but I think it works. But this is exactly my thing. You said that if you were outside on a sunny day and this was playing, that it would work. But I'm not, I'm rarely that. It ex- and I think the song would work if you were in that situation but it won't put you in that situation you know what right. I mean some songs you listen to and they get you there they get you there this song doesn't get me there yeah. it's, it's, it's not sublime is what I got exactly it's, yeah, it's that, that'll, that that put, that'll put you in a sunny ass yeah. chilling ass kind of doobie do smoking mood yeah. but this that'll is just that'll pick you up yeah. <laughs> yeah if you were already feeling the vibe this would facilitate the feeling of said vibe but it won't vibe you out in itself it's not enough mm. I think it's awful. <laughs> I think it's so there bad. Oh my, I'm, I'm surprised and appalled. I think it's the, the worst. I really think it's the worst. First up, like, think about what you're going to call your band because people have to refer to you as that. And G Love and Special Source is a terrible, terrible name. But I think this song is awful. It's just like really, really bad early Beck. Like, <laughs> like if Beck had wrote this, like it would be like, cool, maybe music isn't for you. Maybe like you could do something else and that's fine as well. Well, it's funny because he wrote Loser as a joke. Like yeah. that's the song it most yeah. resembles. And he, I don't he was think this is a joke. No, it's no. definitely not a joke. Yeah. No, it's not a joke. Yeah, this which is- we're going to keep coming back to this episode, I think. <laughs> this <laughs> is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but oh, I just, he, was, he wasn't I, kidding. The way yeah. he says blues music makes me really just want to end things. Like it's no, so bad. Oh my God, I hate it. So I bad. Relax and silly and I don't. Chill I don't think. I think it's really pretentious and just like pretentious. I don't think the song has any pretense. I think it Not has heaps all. of pretense <laughs> of just being like a heaps cruisy chill song, and I don't think it's that. I think it's just nothing but shitty, bad cultural appropriation artifice. Well. That- it's. T- I hate it. It's well. really, really bad. Huh? What's your stance on this, David? Look. uh... <laughs> I, I, Closer I, to Nathan yeah, than well, I'm, I'm yes, gonna, I'm yes, gonna write yes. A, <laughs> I'm going to write a book one day called Somewhere in Between Adam, <laughs> Adam Andrew, and Nathan. I think I know what the cover of that book will look like. It's a really sexy Venn diagram. I'm actually going re- to replicate the video for uh, for Bohemian Rhapsody and have all of your heads in different spots. Right, yeah. Actually, no, even better. I'm going to go with the with the Beatles one. So your three heads up the top and then my head down ah, the bottom. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be really, okay, really yeah. good. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle. Look, I have always kind of just mildly just brushed away G Love and Special Source. It's kind of one You've of those. about them before this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, I mean, that's, that, that's got to be the biggest surprise. So I think far. so. Yeah. You guys didn't know him? Oh, no, G Love is here all the time. G Love and Special that's Source not, that, that to Australia constantly. Uh, it's in the same vein as like Michael Franti, Jack Johnson, Donovan Frankenreiter, mm. uh, all those kind of dudes. And, you know, I, well, I mean, grew... they were number 85 and number 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I grew up with all of that, like, you know, vaguely surfy, vaguely reggae kind of shit. The you know? summer college circuit. You know, being a South Coast kid, you know, you, you're inducted into, you know, Donovan Frankenreiter and Jack Johnson and Xavier Rudd and John Butler Trio and all 
all I know that every kind of shit. you've mentioned. I'm yeah, well, J-Love Love is a part of that. Right. You know, he's done those kind of tours and hung out with those kind of people for a very, very long time. I can see him opening for Jack Johnson. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a horrible thing to say about someone. <laughs> I can bird. see you opening for I, Jack actually, Johnson. Actually, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure he's doing Blues Fest this year. Wow. With... With Counting Crows. <laughs> so, your, your, your go-to love. <laughs> yeah, so it's all coming together quite nicely. Uh, look, it's kind of cloying, I guess. You know, it's quite repetitive in parts, but, like, it's possible, like, for the thing that it's trying to be, I, I don't have any strong, like, oh, this is the most painful thing I've ever heard because it's not. As I mentioned, I've listened to other songs by this whole group of, like, those chill-out compilation album yeah. kind of artists. Yeah. You know, there's a song by Xavier Rudd that literally starts with him going, there's songs out there for all the people shaving the whales. And oh, you know, it's Ooh. just the most insufferable shit. They've never you know, worn shoes in their life. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just that whole kind of thing that I was super into, like 2003 or whatever. That was you know, the time way- to be into it, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Johnson was like the biggest superstar in the fucking world. He could come here and play like arenas. He could just call up Ben Stiller to be in a video for fun at yeah, Ben yeah, Stiller's yeah. peak of fame as well. Yeah, that that's was, right. That was a moment in time. Yeah, he got three songs in the... 2003 Hottest 100. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something we'll get to talk about at some point, yeah. which will be fun. Uh, but, it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, look, I'm I'm just going to chill out on this one because I'm... That's what it's I'm, there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, like, oh, fuck yeah, G-Love, because, you know, it's not 2003 and I'm not wearing a fucking pork pie hat and, you know, hanging around in boardies wearing my hot tuna shirt. Uh, wearing shoes but talking about not wearing shoes yeah an awful lot. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's another one of those kind I of dude you're wearing shoes right now I find <laughs> shoes constrictive so G like I'm gonna say G like not G love I think it's objectively wrong to have a, like a strong love of this song I think that's just the, the I don't wrong quite strong G love. No, I quite like it. Yeah, you hate it as well. You're right. skirting dangerously it. close, I, mate. We're giving you a yellow card. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I, I live for the yellow. <laughs> that came out weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's called stock idea. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called it's called it's called the world game. It's called the world game. <laughs> At number eighty four, it's the Breeders with Saints. Summer is ready. Yeah. You are. You're two for two. Boom. (laughs) I like all the different people. I like sticky everywhere. Look around. You bet I'll be there. Hot metal in the sun. Pony in the air. Sue and Saints at the fair. Number 84 in the 1994 Hottest 100 with the song Saints. And Welcome um, back, yes, Breeders. Yes, yes. Good to have you back. 
never now, leave us. A, yeah. This is a recurring artist that I'm very, very stoked to have. Uh, so the year before, we got to talk about Cannonball, which is one of my favourite songs. Yeah. Yep. One of my favourite songs from one of my favourite bands from one of my favourite albums. From one tick, of your favourite years. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> what a time to be alive from one of my favourite people. The first lady of grunge, Kim motherfucking Deal. God damn. And the beautiful Kelly Deal as well. Strumming away on a guitar that she learned to play so she could be, be in the, the band. <laughs> like, that what? is the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> she didn't know how to play guitar before she fucking joined the band. She just wanted to be a lead guitarist because lead guitarists are cool. Just her sister's like, hey, man, do you want to play guitar in the band? I can't play guitar. Like, I, yeah, wanna play, yeah. I can't play guitar, but I would like not? to be lead guitarist. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Uh, so this was another single that dropped a little bit later on. It's a it's a very bouncy and very fuzzy uh, song with some typical Kim Deal weirdness, as you heard at the uh, at the top of this episode. It's very rare for me to come across a Breeders song where I'm just like, oh, I actually didn't enjoy that. It's just because whatever they set out to achieve, they fucking achieve it. If you want a like a weird country song, they can fucking they do it. it. Mm. You wanna you want a weird like washed out garagey track they can do it you want a pop sensation like fucking cannonball they can do it and was this um if i'm wrong this is a albini production work as well that yes. is correct of course. yeah yeah he's all over another it. guy oh. who can yeah. very rarely put a foot wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> except yeah. when he's working with urge overkill well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler <laughs> let's let's throw it out i want i want to spread the love i want i want other people to uh feel what i'm feeling you say that like the breeders do a lot of different things well, but I feel like this song and Cannonball like both do the kind of same thing incredibly well, which is just like mad guitar hooks that get you straight away and just kind of offbeat rhythms that yeah. kind of like it's you another can, song you of real, bits. You yeah, sink it's from into the same it. You can tell it's the same record. Oh yeah, totally, and that's what I love about it. And I'd like to go on the record now and say that when we were talking about Cannonball last season, I did not like it enough. Since then, I've it's I've come across it a bunch of times. In fact, I was like when I was in London, they dropped it at an indie night, and I just went oh, nuts because nice. I was just like my people, yeah, my hottest one hundred people, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. And since then, I've come to absolutely adore that song because I didn't really have a lot to do with it prior. And I think this song, you know, totally being cut from the same cloth, I similarly adore. I think it's it it puts you in that same kind of. Either don't care if I did care, I'd be kind of sarcastic about it, and I'm, you know, I'm sneering, but I'm smiling. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. I, I, I know that. Um, like the people, if I was at a, a college in the states, the people that were way cooler than me would be playing this on the oh, lawn. Oh hell yeah! And it's it's that aesthetic, and it nails it so friggin' well. And it's yeah. just like if you have a bad word to say about Kim Deal, I'm not ready to listen to it. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's <laughs> just too fucking cool, and this song is too fucking cool. It's just a jam. It's relaxed. It's yeah. The fact that it's so short just works in its absolute favor. It's so just everything about it is just too chill. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the best. It doesn't it's need us to approve of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, totally fine without our yeah. approval. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> yeah, for the record, and yeah, the have got it. It's another song it, where like it's made up of really excellent parts that come together to make an even better whole. Yeah, exactly. Like that, just all the the riffs and hooks are amazing, and yeah, like. The vocal melodies are one. It feels like walking around in summer and just like looking at people and just being like, yeah. yeah. Which I love because the yeah. clip is in the snow. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's really funny. It I doesn't like care. That. No, that's it. It's so good. It's just a great, great yeah. song. And I think um, something I love about it in particular, like Kim Deal, the fact that she's obviously not the most technically accomplished singer. It just works. Even it makes it even like I don't give a fuck. It's, yeah, it's like, totally. Everything about it just reeks of like, look, we're just doing a song, but they just happen to work out fantastically. Like yeah. the fact that it all that, comes that together. ready every time exactly. is just yes. exactly pitch perfect for being so not 
pitch perfect. Yeah. Like, Do I feel like this was probably the right time to have that kind of attitude because, like, you mm. know, being in the nineties, whatever. It's a very, it's a pretty nineties thing. If you did, if you tried that now, it arguably wouldn't have come off as well. So it stands as a kind of nice little moment yeah, in time guess, as well. That post grunge aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. This is on the tail end of the big explosion of like Nirvana and Soundgarden yeah. and the like. Yeah. But the irony's there, whereas it exactly, wasn't so yeah. much for you know. No, yeah, the grunge, grunge is genuine. Post grunge yeah, is ironic. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the first year of post grunge, yeah. considering this is the year that old Curdy went bang bang. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> the things that are about to happen are quite, quite interesting, to yeah, say the very yeah, least. Sowing the seeds of uh, Bush, the great Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is like the second episode you've brought up Bush. What's what's your deal with Bush? <laughs> I think we all just like Bush a lot. I think, I think we all... We, we don't well, talk he, about he, him I, every episode. I, 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 I think we all unraise okay. the white suitcase and uh, 16 uh, stone. Look, yeah. I, I think we really need to bring this up at this point. Uh, Andrew is actually Gwen Stefani and Kevin Rostell's illegitimate love chart. <laughs> From this point onwards, things are going to get, in the words of Eddie Vedder, more ironical. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is just the most beautiful, like, that encapsulates... Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, and just, like, the difference between those two attitudes. Exactly, It doesn't get any better than this. It really doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I grew up listening to Bush. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, hey, I, I, my parents oh had my sixteen stone, and I'm really familiar with it. Because we all love glycerin, mate. But yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up as frequently as you seem to. Well, sex and violence is great as well, and much of glycerin. Like a normal person, I know about the, the non-single track from Sixteen Stone. <laughs> Honestly, if Bush came out and played a Sixteen Stone throwback show, I would definitely go. That's how much I. Remember that. Yeah. I don't look back Sixteen Stone to <laughs> So you're gonna have You're gonna have a, a Bush podcast <laughs> Spin-off Yeah Just me like, about Bush Listen to 16 Stone Talk about 16 we'll give you, Stone We'll give you like a good we'll give you a good Two minutes at the end Where you could just the Give us a monologue about I don't, I don't quite remember it As well as No just why you love Bush it. Why you love Bush so well To be like look Nostalgia goggles yeah. Two words <laughs> okay. It happens At number 83 this is Love Spit Love. Am I wrong? There's too much that I keep to myself and I turn my back on my like glass when we break I wish no one in my place and I've seen you don't need this it's when it goes in deep and I'm lost in sleep I can't stay Love Spit Love with Am I Wrong at number 83. Adam, it sounds like you've got something to say. Do you? <laughs> Dave, I'm actually going to take a leaf out of your book and I'm going to speak from the heart and I'm not going to worry about what all the haters are going to say. Oh, that's nice. I love this song. Oh. I really do. I see it preceding a lot of bands that are going to come later. All the good bands for the kids, like Jimmy Eat World, for example. Oh, that yeah. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> and Bush. <laughs> 
I think you're right, though. I, I think this is anticipating a lot of stuff. It definitely is anticipating a, a whole movement, I, I think, of that kind of more emotional, deeply sincere stuff that teenage Adam was wholly into. And and holy, and now adult Adam has the chance to stand beside that <laughs> teenage version and say, yeah, man, actually... You did all right, you're not, son. You're not too wrong. We got through that. And this, yeah, this is what this song is to me. I think I think the hooks are great. I think the chorus is good. I think the, the repetition and the way it slowly builds is really good. And yeah, I'm going to talk about the fact we've got a marching band coming through the song. It doesn't that quite... That is pretty cool. It doesn't quite work. And I think for that, it works better. because yeah, it's sure. Because it's kind of... To me, it's like it evokes the, the same emotion as when you, something really big and happy is happening and you just can't feel it because you're too locked in your own stuff. Mm. It, or, or like kind of being stuck in a really bittersweet moment, like graduation, for example, where people are smiling on the outside, but on the inside, there's a lot of stuff going on that they can't admit. When the Talking Marsh- about the Kanye album? Is that what you mean? No. Talking Hot Girls is on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't admit oh. smiling outwardly, but inside, inside just wanting to skip that track. <laughs> I don't know. It's my least favourite Kanye album. More yeah, than, easy. Less than 808. Are you people kidding me? I really like graduation. Is the shit. No, it's not. Yeah, graduation awesome. is the shit. I shouldn't have said that. Another story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy that you got so much out of it. I think it was I think it's far too beige for me to draw that much from. I think it's really Really? It's another quite... one of those songs where it's just like it's just fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, that's what it is for like, me. I'm not I, with Adam. I'm happy he can get there with it. But yeah, it I doesn't think anything for me. I, I, I certainly don't hate it. No. But like I don't hate tapioca pudding. I haven't tried it. A <laughs> <laughs> bad example. Yeah. That's such um, an obscure this, reference. Yeah. My one regret is that I have but, wow, this is so 90s to give. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is exactly what it is. It is exactly a precursor to what is precisely what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, cha- yeah. It channels the Sonics of a 1994, like, kind of single that didn't really crack the charts. Yeah, sad it's, alt yeah, rock. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a fine track and I would never object to it because there's nothing to, to object to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's well, kind of- it's, a, it's a side project. You can tell it's a side project. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So right. uh, this is a side project for the Butler brothers, Richard and Tim, who are normally in the band The Psychedelic Furs. Right. Yes. I knew you heard the name ring a bell. Yeah. 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 So they were part of a yeah kind of new wave of of British indie rock and pop music, etc. That I obviously wasn't alive for so you know I, I i am not as well versed in it as i'd like to be yeah as, that, you know. they were kind of in the same scene as um primal scream and Pop yeah, yeah 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 that sort of stuff that that was kind of coming up at the time uh so yeah when that split up they they moved into this which was a bit of a left turn for them and kind of a, a move more into more of the dreamier lower key sort of side of things and i kind of like that it's a very lazy song it's very pleasant and light and really yeah I don't get that at all. I just, I, 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 I like just that. Get, I like, like that kind of laconic British delivery. You know, mm. I, but I wouldn't say it's lazy. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's laid back. This isn't a song to chill to. There's some deeply emotional stuff going on in there. I don't I know. Th- maybe I, I, maybe think... I have. Maybe I didn't read as much into the lyrics or the or the I th- I delivery think you get it from the melody. I really yeah, think I you get it from like it's from a pretty like, it's a feel song. Yeah, I thought, totally. But, I think no, I think, I think if you I, didn't I, like it is because you just couldn't buy into the emotion of it. I think it's like a Counting Crows deal. I think it's. What's um, up? I think it's got the feels there, but only because only if you happen to connect with the song on a surface level sure and, not, it's, and in, in not connecting with it, it it comes across as a chilled lazy song first time I listened to it I was me. like this is just a sad 90s 
alt rock kind of thing. It initially I was like, this is like the cross between REM and the Smiths that I never wanted, um, huh. and you know whatever. And but because I was just like, I'm not in the mood to hear that kind of sad song. Sounds like a really good cross. Though. Yeah, well, did it though? So? That's <laughs> like two of my favorite bands ever. Well, right? yeah, yeah, but like you, you and know, you love this song more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. I, like by law I should, shouldn't I? But potentially part of that was just I was thinking of the Smiths because um, Love Spit Love covered How Soon Is Now oh, for the Charm oh, theme that's song. That's right. Holy shit, was that them? Is that them doing? Yeah, this is them. Oh, it yeah. makes sense when you go back and you hear the vocalist yeah, on this track. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm oh. like yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely not Morrissey. I yeah. didn't know that was a cover. I, yeah. I never thought it was much yeah. charge, but huh, bugger me. It's not like a cover like, you know, the Cure's Purple Haze is a cover. Adam. Yes. Just, just to answer the question, no, you were not wrong. Thank you. And no one here is wrong. Yeah, no, I think... There is no wrong answers in this room. I'm I don't know, it, it, just to go back to G-Love for a second. <laughs> 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 right. no, Dave, I'm surprised you didn't get into this more. Look, I think it's fine. I probably wouldn't listen to a whole album. Like, it, it, it was just it was just there. It was just like, it's okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe on the back of your recommendation, I'll give it another spin and uh, see how I feel. You know what might turn it for you? Go on. Well, and this is something I listened to when I was listening to this track as well. Brand new actually do a really good cover of this. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I adore those guys. And they do like a more stripped back version of it yeah but i think it, it really highlights that what's going on with the melody and the feeling of the track really works so i don't know maybe if you don't get into this listen to that one and then go back and revisit this and then just kind of i mean the main thing it's lacking is just that marching band and uh, <laughs> you know, the glockenspiels and the horns and all that kind of thing all right well we've all got homework and we've all got something to investigate splendid <clears throat> at number 82 in the 1994 Hottest 100, this is Neil Young with... Peace of... No, no, don't just... Oh. God damn it! I didn't want anyone to do it. with no no I'm not gonna let you don't do, do it. it don't do it do it do it, do it. we all know what the song's called it's fine he's gonna yell at me it's called POC yeah it's called POC you're a POC <laughs> you are a goddamn pock you fucking pock person of colour yes <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. So I remember a while back we were talking about Neil Young, and you came up with the the quote of saying Neil Young does not give a fuck. He, he doesn't release whatever he never wants. has, never will. And uh, as a guy who'd only listened to Harvest and after the Gold Rush, I was like, well, it seems like he wants one particular kind of thing. Oh, but now I've heard this, I'll be like, yeah, man, I completely agree. Neil Young is going to do what Neil Young is going to do. If you want a further example of that, check out any of his mid '80s electronic. Oh stuff. my god, yeah, he <laughs> wow. did. A, he yeah, did a whole perfect. album of vocoder stuff called Trans. He did a 25-minute rockabilly record called Everybody's Rockin'. He made a country album. He did all of these songs to get out of his record deal. But the country album makes sense. Like, a little. Harvest is steep. But it's just country. like straight up country shit. Like, 
And then he released Freedom at the end of the 80s, which has Rockin' in the Free World on it. Then that was kind of his grungier record. And, and then- now we're at... We're, this is a record called Sleeps with Angels. Uh, which uh, was released More in like the wake with the fishes. <laughs> hey, ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, which was released in the wake of Kurt Cobain's death and was dedicated to him. How rude! That's the worst thing. Really? Ever been. Yeah. 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 True story. That's strange. That's worse than not this song, obviously. <laughs> well, but the yeah, album. The album was dedicated to Kurt. Uh, Still, that's, that's this is on it. Fr- yeah, that's exactly. A, that's a bigger blow than Courtney releasing his private diary. I've read that. That's fucking weird. I've listened to this. <laughs> All right, Nathan. Floor is yours. Yeah. It's so bad. Like I, I didn't even have to say anything. It's just really, really it bad. It it's just garbage. like it's trash, guys. I disagree. Yeah, it's so too. bad. It's no, so, this, this is just like uh, we this have is, a room to fight in. This is inspiration to every like 50, 60 year old dad who wishes he was in a band exactly. because this, yeah, this is a fifty six year old guy who is still in a band and is just playing trash music with his friends. No, it's, and everyone's gonna buy it. I couldn't agree more. It's, 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 it's so bad. No, it's absolutely making fun of everything. No, it's no, not. It's no, no, it's you can't not. make that defense about this song. It is not doing that. It's not metatextually making. Making fun of things because it's a cool piece of crap. No way. No, I listen to this song and I crack up because it's just embodying like middle-aged white grumpiness in such a brilliant Nobody's and authentic way. So but the fact that Neil York doesn't give a fuck and lets him do whatever he wants to do. Like the Vocoder album isn't making fun of Vocoder albums from the nineties. He no, was no, just no, trying no. This, to do but something. The, but this different. is a single isolated song taken in single isolation as part of a countdown. I have no doubt that the reason that it was voted in is because the Triple J listening audience loves a chorus with a swear in it. So <laughs> yeah, that's how time, it got this would have been this would have been one of the first. But I think, yeah, I think musically it's got nothing going on, but I think, like, lyrically and the delivery of people yelling in the background is just hilarious. It's no, so- no, it's, got no, that, it's, it's not got hilarious. That, it's got no, no. It's, I, I think it's absolute garbage. Yeah. I fucking really? love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. It's just a I'm mess. predisposed like, to loving Neil Young as a rule, but, yeah, I, I think this no, track is think, ridiculous. And I think fun. Neil Young's Discog is crazily overrated. Like, the best thing he's ever done was Psychedelic Pill. Whoa, what? Yeah. I th- well, even over Harvest and Gold Rush. That's, that's I don't like Harvest The that two much. I've listened to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even over the you're two also, I've You're heard. also forgetting everybody knows this is nowhere. You're forgetting On the Beach. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't much buy into Americana. Comes a time. Like, these are fucking amazing albums. Yet you like Nick Cave. I think that's interesting. Yeah, because that's an Americana appropriation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like Bush. Fucking Bush. Yeah. I think this song is... Uh, uh, I think... There's, there's not even, I'm not even going to make the pun about the song describing itself. No, yeah, it's exactly. Too, That's, I don't want to warrant it. No. I, a pun is too clever for this song. It's really, really, really bad. How can't you? Why can't no, you see clever? Because it's, awesome. it, it's not being clever. No, on, but why is the possibility that no, the, the way there's, there's I nothing, read it objectively wrong? Because there's, there's nothing to suggest that is the case. There's nothing to suggest it's not the case. I'm not saying that you are interpreting like a subjective interpretation of a song is incorrect. Yeah, no, I mean, author is dead. Neil Young is dead in this scenario. Your interpretation is valid. Because when I I hear it, it's still very much alive. It's making fun of itself in the fact that it's not talking about anything serious and the fact that it's embodying this voice, this angry middle-aged white voice, which is brilliantly portrayed by the backup guys being horrible and deliberately so. It's just... It's, pre- it's presentation, and in doing that, it's it's sending up itself. I think if you heard the song and didn't know it was Neil Young, you'd be like, this is a pretty garbage rock song. No, I don't think so. The, the, the fact that it's Neil nothing... Young doesn't, and his persona, I don't have a huge connection but, but, to but it. You can tell that it's a bunch of dudes' dads who are like, 
yeah, let's, we, I've got a guitar and I can yeah. plug it into an and amplifier. Like, I think like, it's you're saying that it's, that as an aesthetic, but I don't think it is that in itself. I don't itself. know, because you're I saying it's that it's all not... aesthetics. It's all aesthetics. Oh, I really don't. I think it absolutely is selling middle-aged white guys with guitars just having fun. No, as and like parody. making a heaps yeah, cool fun it's, song. It's not done deliberate... with a very, very clear wing. Okay, so this isn't I don't a comedy. Think, I, I see no wing. If you didn't know that, if you didn't watch a video or know it was Neil Young, you, you, you just hear the song in isolation as being a song of like... It's steeped in generic rock. Uh, yeah, think, that's, I, I, that's that's a part of it, but I don't think that's the whole story. No, I, think, I, th- I think it's... It, ap- it's not generic when Neil Young does it. He was the, he was the founder fair. of... The, he was the founder of this. He I started this. I that it's Neil Young. No I way really don't. he did. This, this particular style, there's a very particular Crazy Horse style that you can hear throughout well, this Crazy song. Well, then Crazy Horse started that, not Neil Young. You, Neil Young and Crazy Horse are synonymous. No, but there's a ba- the band Crazy Horse do stuff without him as well. Yeah, I know, but like they're practically so not. No, you, that, that's the thing. Everyone it's just, like it's like you don't talk about Bruce Springsteen without the E Street Band, you know. No, but like Neil Young has albums by himself, and Crazy Horse has albums by their, themselves. Yeah, I think that it, this is just heaping on praise upon someone that they, their history beguiles the fact that the song is a piece of shit. I think you guys are falling for it. You're taking it way too seriously. Yeah, I agree. You no, guys I'm are definitely taking, taking I'm the bait taking on this one. Seriously, I just, you're I getting just, that mad about it. Yeah. No, I just <laughs> think it, I just think it's a terrible song. Yeah, I'm mad because I had to listen ter- to it. It is a terrible song. It's terrible song as form. No, but it's not. There's no. It's not. really not. Not everything is a metatextual analysis. They don't know that. I don't think that they. I think don't care what they know. They know it. I, look, I listen to the song and I I get the voice that it puts out and I get the junk aesthetic that it puts out and it makes me laugh because it's all just a wreck. And that's great. So no, I enjoy this it. This is not another case of the Cures cover. I think it is. No, 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 it is. no way. Although I would argue that it is more deliberate than what the Cure did. I think this it's is deliberate. more deliberate. No way. Well, I don't know. It depends. Oh. In terms of the reading that I put on it. Oh. You know? Oh, man. Do you want, like, a sound sample of someone leaving the studio? Because <laughs> I can give it is to this, you. Is this what's going to be? It's going to be Neil Young's piece of crap. I don't think it's even worth all this discussion. It's not. That's the point. Like, That's it's exactly garbage. Point, yeah. We agree on a lot of points, but the, the reaction we have is fundamentally different. If you're still listening, <laughs> you are the bravest person alive. <laughs> it's because they're on our side. <laughs> That's it. All right. No, that's, um, that, that's the We're end done. of the discussion. Oh, we're done talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is number 81, please? Do we need a moment here? No, 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 no I'm no, good, no, I'm good, no. I'm good. Let's crack on. At number 81, the sisters underground within the neighbourhood. This is 
Underground at number 81 in the 1994 Hottest 100 with In the Neighborhood. All right, Mac, what do you got? What a palate cleanser. This is a gem of a song. <laughs> this, this, I, I hate that I hadn't heard this song until I had to look, look it up for this very episode. I, or maybe I had heard it because it's so... It's that kind of pop gorgeousness that just permeates the psyche and makes me think I've always been familiar with this. Like, the, the, the chorus is so catchy and so hooky and so chilled that I figured, like, oh, I must have heard this song before. By the end of the song, I was like, I know this song, but maybe I didn't hadn't heard it before this one time. I think it's just a wonderful... Like, it's just so relaxed and chilled out. Plus, New Zealand female-fronted band in Hot 100. Like, like teenagers, school kids. What like, a jam. They and played every big day out that that's year. That's right. Yeah, it's awesome. That's really that? cool. Yeah, how cool. and It's just so baller. Ten years like, before Scribe, yeah. we, have, we have a New Zealand hip-hop <laughs> song it, in the yeah. top 100. Yeah. Like, but, like, even external to the context, I think the song is wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a, a wonderfully catchy, poppy, relaxed jam. I, I got down on this heavily. I hadn't heard it before, and I regret that. Yeah, see, I I needed the context. I needed to sure. know. I needed to know that it was a bunch of teenage girls from New Zealand putting that out, and that worked for me. Because other, if you don't have that, and you think it's like, uh, you know, like a you know mid twenties hip hop group from the states, oh, but I thought they example. sounded young. Straight yeah, away. you kind of yeah. you, yeah. you can definitely tell they're ages. from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, could, I didn't know that. that, that, let, that let's that for young, example but. say that you had an ear that couldn't pick up that they were young, and you couldn't pick way. up that they were from New Zealand. And you listen to the track as just like a, an example of hip hop or whatever. It, it kind of falls flat from that point of view. Sure. And I don't know what that says that if you remove, you know, if you add the age and you remove the, the culture and whatever, well, I think you take it out of the States, that it becomes, you, you get the context and just go like, oh, okay, you guys are having fun with this. You guys are being young and playful. And it should know. You, I, I, don't think, I don't think you should give any song that pass. It's not necessarily a pass. It's just like what, knowing the context made me get into the sense. song more yeah, because right. when I had the visual of the, young guys having so much fun with this track that gave me something within the music that wasn't there initially so I don't know like I don't think it's necessarily a pass saying like whatever I mean I, I'm not crazy for it I don't the think context, it, all I'm saying is the context definitely helped me get into yeah, it yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even hear it as a hip hop song I, I, I heard it just as a pop song there happens to be rap yeah, aesthetics in the vocals oh, but okay. to me when I heard it it was just, it was just pop and like it's just okay. it's just so lovely like yeah. and, and I, like yeah I definitely yeah, liked so it charming. more the song yeah. is so charming I liked it more once I knew about them but yeah. I definitely liked it from the start as well it's just like this is so lovely and yeah it's charming it's just it yeah. has so much and the video charm. was fucking adorable yeah it's beautiful the whole I thing I won't hear a bad word against this I think the song itself is really nice the melodies are lovely the chorus is, is gorgeous and yeah. like just the chords and the that nice little, little beat in the background you're like yeah. cool that's like it's all just like that's just oh, enough. That's I feel lovely very right nice. now. I, feel I, actually, great. I, I actually wish it was a longer song. I, yeah, I, 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 I think I got down on it more than anybody, anybody else did. I didn't have like an adorable twee affection for it. I thought I thought oh, it was no, a really no, excellent. I, I, I didn't song. think it was twee. I just like it just it made me I feel really nice. Like, it lie. warmed the cockles of my heart. Oh. There was just like, something very kitschy about it, you know. Considering you know it was from these little New Zealand girls, and you know it's got that tiny little VHS low budget video where they <laughs> you know they're literally going around their neighborhood and all their friends and. And family just waving and stuff like that. I thought yeah. it was so fucking yeah. cute. I'm I really sad adorable. that they didn't end up making an album because um they the, didn't. the rap girl ended up going back to America. Oh, um yeah. and like after that year, it all just sort of stopped happening. Oh, which is sad right. because I like I think I would have been really interested to see if that yeah if it would sustain over. They, they probably they probably would have had at least another good couple of hits in them. Yeah, I think it would so. Be yeah. Nice to hear. Like, yeah, it's just like a really it, nice song. It's not like a number one jam or anything, obviously, but like I I, I really really like it. I would love to hear more New Zealand female-fronted hip-hop on Triple J. Yeah, why not? I'd be all for that. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. 
That brings us to the end of another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening and for putting up with us. We and appreciate it. And thank you it. to uh, FBI uh, again for Yes, hands. of course. FBIRadio.com. Of course, uh, we are going to go around the table and discuss our favourites and our least favourite songs. My favourite song this week was Saints by The Breeders. Because of course it was. <laughs> because of course it was. And my least favourite, uh, just by default, probably blues music. Nathan. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Saints as well for my favourite. Cool. Um, even though, like, it would be lovely to give it to Sisters Underground, but I, I think it has to be Saints. Yeah. Um, and then, oh man, winning the three way race for worst um, is gonna be Neil. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I know that this has been an episode with a lot of bad blood in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the mics go off, we're going to beat the shit out of each other. So uh, I'm just going to yeah, go to the bathroom just, uh, and just cry. Yeah. I have a sack full of doorknobs. <laughs> Can you swing uh, it? Where'd oh, you get man. that hand grenade, Brick? I don't know. <laughs> Tridents for all. Adam, you want to know my opinion? I do. Okay. Um, He's my- not going to. <laughs> you wouldn't. Will I? You would, I guys. No. Nah, nah. If the breeders weren't in this, then maybe you would. But I don't think you will. Well, I'm actually going to give it to Love's Bit Love. Because oh, wow. <laughs> he the feels enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I, I, I cool d- and I just and I just like discovering, going like, right. I think this is an important song for a bunch of bands that I care about, and that was a, a really nice feeling. thing to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think that was the case. Uh, and blues music is just a it's a it's a chilled out, whacked out nothing. I'm obviously giving it to the Breeders Saints, um, but my actually it was a bit of a, it was not quite a toss up between Saints and blues music, but it was almost close. I gotta say, but the worst is obviously a piece of crap. It's, there's no competition at all. We should go back now that we're a little bit more angry and really take you to task on that. <laughs> now that we've had the piece of crap discussion. All right, uh, well, it's time for us to beat the shit out of each other with uh, all the weaponry that we have available in this room. So if you don't hear from us in the future, thanks so much for listening to this podcast up to and including this point. Uh, Final episode. (laughs) Yeah. On behalf of all the pieces of crap in this room, thank you so much for listening. My name is David James Young. Keep music evil. Let's do this! Round one, fight! The tape's ready. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Good grief. Dave's bodily noises together at last in three <laughs> compact discs. <laughs> the three discs greatest hit set. Andrew, what's your favourite Dave bodily noise? The first time I heard Dave's bodily noises, I couldn't decide. But as times come to pass, I really enjoy Burp Wave 2. Ah, yes. Not MP3. <laughs> 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 <laughs>